So there I was. I was on a mission trip to Costa Rica. And to be honest, it was gnarly. You ready for this? We get there and the boat sinks. And the river is, the rapids are going, taking the boat away, and we have to save the engine. And we get there, and I, I went with a carpenter because we were going to do construction and build, build projects. And we're in the middle of the jungle, folks. It takes hours upon hours to get where we're going, to get where we're going. Like you have to, you have to go out into the middle of nowhere, and then that place in the middle of nowhere is where you start to take a smaller river to where you're going. No one would ever find us if it went wrong. And so I'm out there, and we're doing construction work, and I'm thinking, great, we're going to use power tools. Nope. Hand saws. I've never looked at a skill saw the same way again. When you, when you have to do repairs like this, like an Amish person. Now, some of you are like, you look like an Amish person. Don't be so judgmental. And so... The mosquitoes there were the size of quarters. You could feel them land on you, which gave you like a head start. And they, they, it was the birthplace of the mosquito. I found it. We were there. It was, it, the food was horrible. Now, I'm not just up here complaining. It was bad. It was black beans and rice, and they called it gallo pinto, which somehow means rooster, but there's no chicken in that dish. It's just rice and beans every day. We're out there working all day. It rains three times a day, and you work through the rain. So you're, you're soggy, and then after the third day, you're itchy. You got, you got it? Some of you make the connections there. And then this is my favorite part. When we bathed, the, the natives would be like this. Cuidado. Mijo. Cuidado. Crocodilio. Now, as a gringo, as a gringo, I'm like, como se dice what? What? Crocodile. Alligator? No, no, no. Crocodilio. Bigger one. Saltwater croc. You're bathing with a K-bar and a milk jug. A big knife and a milk jug. And you're right with God. You're never cleaner before God when you're bathing in Costa Rica. So it continues. And you're not getting any sleep because of the noises in the jungle, right? You're in the jungle. You're like, when you're in the jungle at night, you hear stuff. Because there's stuff out there. It's not like here. And so, but this is what's funny about that crazy time is every picture, guess what everyone looks like? Every picture, everyone's cheesing. Everyone's smiling. Everyone loves it. Now, why? Now, some of you are like, greater joy, brother Kyle, greater joy. It's the joy of the Lord. No. Because we got to go home. We knew it was only a week. We knew it was only seven days. Our perspective affected our heart conditions. We knew that we were just passing through. Oh. I wonder of us, how many of us have that perspective now? Are we just passing through? This world is not your home. You're going to see in the next month people are going to start to throw mud like crazy. People are going to get angry, hostile, more than you've ever seen in our nation. This is what everyone's expecting. And the, the main reason why so many people are agitated and frustrated and have so much anxiety in their hearts is because their world is their home. Amen. We're pilgrims. We're pilgrims. We're passing through. This world is not our home. 
Now, this is the season of the soapbox. How many of you know what a soapbox is? It was a box that they used to sell soap on in. It was a sturdy box. So preachers and politicians, back in the day, before there was amplified sound, how they addressed crowds, they had got up on their soapbox. Is it okay if I get up on my soapbox? Now, before you say that. So, but this is the thing. The world has gotten the church into a predicament. Everyone's talking except the church. Everyone's speaking except the church. But it's the church which is the light of the world. It's the church which is the salt of the earth. Now remember, we're not the mud of the muck. We're the salt of the earth. And so we need to once again regain our voice in a lost world. But I want to give one word of caution. As we speak, speak as a pilgrim. Speak as a pilgrim. If you're going to talk, speak as a pilgrim with eternity in view. Not the here, not the now. Lay not up for yourself treasure on earth. Not now, from an eternal perspective. God, give us the eyes of eternity. Now, this morning we're going to be going through this, the book, the epistle of Philippians. Now, go ahead and open your Bibles to the New Testament. And be, after the Gospels, you're going to get to the epistle of Philippians. Now, Philippians was a letter written by the Apostle Paul when he was at the Holiday Inn. No, this brother is in jail. He wrote a letter to the churches when he was in jail. Let that be in the back of your mind. This is a jailhouse letter, that this letter was written amidst persecutions and afflictions. I wonder if he had to reposition his, his, his pen or his quill when he was writing this because of the stripes on his back. This was a, a letter written out of suffering and affliction. And do you know what the, the message, if you had to sum up the entire message of Philippians? Rejoice! Joy in suffering. Now, I didn't get to preach in the Greater Joy series, and, but I, I just did. But would you join with me? Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. We're going to be reading verse 29. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. I'll read that again. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but to suffer for his sake. We're going to be looking at a neglected topic this morning. with The topic of suffering. If you're honest, you haven't heard a lot of sermons on suffering. I'm reminded of a mighty, mighty woman of God. Her name was Corey Tinboom. Who's heard of her? Wonderful woman. Listen to her sermons, read her books. My wife, one of my, my wife's favorite books is a book by Corey, and it's called Don't Wrestle, Nestle. It's a funny title, but her number one book is The Hiding Place, where it's her story. If you don't know, 
She was persecuted in Nazi Germany because her and her father and her sister were hiding Jews in their house and sneaking them out of Nazi Germany. They saved many Jews, but they got caught doing it, and the the German Reich treated them as Jews and put them in a concentration camp. Her father dies, her sister dies, and amidst all of that suffering, she learns how to forgive. That gospel is not just a book anymore. It becomes an ever-present reality in her heart. And she learns how to forgive. The war is over. The Jews are set free. And she lives through this horrible thing. And she begins a ministry to the people of God. She has thousands and thousands of speaking engagements. Her life continues for another 30 plus years. And at the very end of her life, after a very fruitful and spirit-filled ministry, they said, Corey, What would you do differently? What would you do differently? And her answer was instantaneous. I would teach Christians how to suffer. I'm banking everything this morning on that wisdom. That we as Christians need to learn how to suffer. And if we're honest, we spend the majority of our time trying to get around suffering. But you notice the thread of the gospel is it's through suffering rather than around. Through suffering rather than around. Let me take you to a time a long time ago in the midst of the concentration camps. Because if we're going to go through suffering, we're going to need two things. We're going to need the word. And we're going to need the Spirit of God. Write that in your notes. If we're going to go through suffering, we must have the Word and we must have the Spirit. King David says in Psalms 119, verse 92, Unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in my afflictions. Unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in my afflictions. There was a whole boxcar full of Jews on their way to Treblanic. And they were on their way to the death camps and the work camps. And all the Jews, Jewish men were huddled together and they were praying. And they were praying for one thing, that the Torah scroll would not be found. I read this story at Yad Vashem in the Holocaust on a small little sign hidden in the back corner of the museum. All these men were praying, do not let the Torah scroll be found, for one man had wrapped it around his leg and pulled his pants around the Torah scroll. They get into the camp and they think they make it, and then a surprise inspection comes, and the Torah scroll is found, and they shoot the man that had the scroll, and all the men began to weep and cry out and and mourn and wail. Because they were going to have to go through such an affliction without the law of God, without his word. And they cry and they cry and they go and they get to the place where they're staying. And they cry and they cry until one man stands up. Brothers, do not weep. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth became formless and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. Over and over, line upon line, line upon line, line upon line. He knew the entire Torah. He had memorized it. Unless your law was my delight, I would have perished in my afflictions. 
He's, King David says again, this is the comfort in my affliction that your promise has given me life. It says that in Psalms 119 verse 50, that this is the comfort in affliction that your promise has given me life. I go back to a time where everyone was looking to me for answers. I, I, I was ministering to all of these college students and one of the college students, my dear friend Eli, he got cancer and everyone's looking to me for the answers. And so we go into the room, Eli's about to die, he's about to pass over, but all on the wall, all on the wall written everywhere with scriptures left and right, here and there, scriptures on the wall. Everyone was trying to comfort Eli, but everything that Eli was saying was the scriptures over and over and over again. Unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in my afflictions. Christians go through suffering rather than around. This is the way of it. This is the kingdom. When Jesus was in the dark night of his affliction, was when he was in the day and night of his betrayal. He's there at Gethsemane. Gethsemane literally means the pressing. He was in there the pressing. He says, God, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. If I have to drink it, I'll drink it. But I don't want to drink it. All of his disciples, pray with me, pray with me, pray with me. They're asleep, they're asleep, they're asleep. Could you not watch with me one hour? Then the moment comes. All of them are there coming up from the garden with torches and clubs. And Jesus makes this statement. He looks at his disciples. Come, let us be going. The mob says, they're there and they come up and Jesus asks them, who do you seek? I am Jesus of Nazareth. They fell down before him. Jesus went through suffering, not around. This is the way, folks, this is the way in the Bible, through rather than around. Abraham was a sojourner. He was a pilgrim. He went through rather than around. He was very wealthy. He was very affluent. He left everything and decided to go through the wilderness with God. Moses chose rather to suffer the, the, the afflictions with the people of God. Abraham went through rather than around. Moses went through rather than around. Jesus goes through rather than around. So why do we think that we're just going to be in this place of blessing and prosperity and no persecution or suffering will come upon us? Corey Ten Boom says this, I've been through hell on earth and I know that the love of God was enough. I've been through hell on the earth and I know that the love of God was enough. We've looked at the biblical characters that they went through rather than around. Now let us look at church history. I'm reminded of the story of Father Damien in Hawaii. He was a, he was a Catholic and he went there to the islands of Hawaii to minister to the natives, and he realized nobody was ministering to the lepers. They were this isolated community, and nobody would touch them. 
And the love of God filled Damien's heart so much, he said, I'll minister to them. And he went and he served them and bathed them and washed them and preached to them. And every Sunday he'd step up, brothers and sisters in the Lord. And he did this and he continues till one day he was filling the hot water pot. And he poured the water out and it got onto his foot and he realized he had no pain in his foot. He had contracted the deadly disease. He contracted leprosy. And so he starts his Sunday sermon differently. My fellow lepers. When Father Damien died, his, his home country asked for his body. And the leper colony says, fine, you can have his body, but you can't have his hand. Because it was his hand that reached out and touched us. It was his hand that became one of us to reach us. You may have his body, but you may not have his hand. Father Damien went through rather than around. There was another woman so inspired by Father Damien that she decided to play music outside of leper colonies. And she would play her violin. She was classically trained, and she would play her violin. She began to have such relationship with these lepers that she w wasn't wise, and she began to hug them and embrace them. Well, it wasn't long until she couldn't feel her fingers and she couldn't play her violin. And so she chose to go through rather than around. And do you know what the beauty and majesty of it is? Is that leper colony still sings her songs to Jesus. Still to this day, the songs of worship continue because someone chose to go through rather than around. I'm reminded of that great British bulldog, William Wilberforce. You want to talk about political, this man was political. He could... He had such a gift in oration that he literally made people faint. This was hundreds of years ago, and he was fighting for the abolition of slavery in England. He single-handedly fought with such passion for the abolition of slavery that it literally was coming to pass. But no one knows that his body was literally bent over in scoliosis. He was a hunchbacked man. His body was frail. That it failed him on multiple occasions. That multiple times in his speeches he would faint. That he wasn't physically able for the task but yet continued to so much so that when they finally told him, William, Will, William. They've outlawed slavery in all of the kingdom of England. William Wilberforce died the moment he heard the news. His heart could not take it. He chose to go through rather than around. Hebrews tells us in the fifth chapter that Jesus learned obedience by the things he suffered. There's things that you will never understand about God and his kingdom unless you go through rather than around. I'm not saying we be morbid. I'm not saying that we intentionally look for trouble or we intentionally go towards pain. We are to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But you have to understand, early Christianity was viewed not as a set of ideas, but was as a way of life. The, they could always spot the Christians by how they suffered. 
by how they lived, the great patience of the saints, the great endurance of the saints, that their, their deeds were their creeds. Rather than what we believe, how we live. I want to say this next part very carefully. Corey Tim Boom says, no suffering, no evil, no pain can truly destroy those who are secure in Christ. No suffering, no pain, no evil. Paul had this mindset, what can man do to me? But we have to be secure on the inside. Because I've seen so many people and they get completely rattled and shaken by what happens on the outside of their lives. But as Christians, the outside does not affect the inside. But as true believers of God, the inside affects the outside. To those who are secure and know who God is, there is a great strength and a resiliency that through the Spirit and the Word, we're able to endure. And not only endure, but thrive amidst trouble, thrive amidst sufferings. Peter tells us this in the first chapter. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable in the full glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. I want us to give you some practical wisdom We've gone over the scriptures. We've observed them. We've applied them. This is the practical wisdom. In these times, the enemy cannot get to you unless he can discourage you. The enemy cannot get to you unless he can discourage you. Look at discouragement as the door that opens yourself up to all anxieties, worries, perplexings, doubts, unbeliefs, sins, discouragement is the door to the enemy. Lock the door. Lock the door. How do we lock the door? I know in whom I have believed. I know that he is able to keep what I have entrusted to him. I know that uh, I know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. As Paul says in Philippians, this is how we lock the door. By holding fast to the word of God. For Jesus says, I shut a door and no man opens it. And I open a door and no man shuts it. When when there's nothing but anxiety and trouble around the world, shut the door. Be on the inside with him. Jesus says, I am the door. And no one comes in except by me. That brings me to my final point, the most important point. Jesus says 
in the world, you will have trouble. Trouble's coming. Trouble's here. In the world, you will have trouble. Great trouble, great trial, great tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Also, we are going to have trouble, but we have forgotten this great text. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. What is the great answer from heaven towards the great trials and troubles that we're in in these days? Many people that I deeply respect are saying these, these are the last days. Well, what's God's answer in the last days? Said by the prophet Joel, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. The answer to the trouble in the world that we see all around us, the answer is the companion, the Holy Spirit. And you're worried about discouragement from the enemy? His name literally means comforter, one who brings courage, one who comes alongside and brings strength. We have to know that we are not orphans. We have the Holy Spirit of God who is an ever-present help in time of need. Because I see, I, I'm not oblivious to the times, friends. I know that suicide rates are up. Depression is up. Anxiety is up. Marriage problems are up. Uh, there's, there's, fear is up. Hopelessness is up. Crime is up. Fatigue is up. Isolation is up. Sadness is up. Conflicts are up. Everything is going up. And in a time where everything is going up, we need God to come down. The Bible says, oh, rend the heavens and come down. What we need is not more sermons. What we need is not more information. What we need is God, God himself, the person of the Holy Spirit. For when, there, when, there's, when there's alcohol consumption going up, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. When there's suicides going up, he is the spirit of life. For your depression, there's joy in the Holy Spirit. For your anxiety, he keeps your mind in perfect peace. For your fear, he is the spirit of courage, spirit of counsel, spirit of knowledge, spirit of the fear of the Lord. He himself is the answer. And the church has done a great disservice trying to keep the Holy Spirit out, saying that was for then. Dear friends, it's for now. This promise is unto you and unto your children and to as many as the Lord God shall call. The answer of God for the last days is his Holy Spirit.